Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. I hope everyone is having a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal day. Uh, man, it's been one heck of a weekend. Any of you that are that are followers know that that uh, gosh, man, Zeke Rewards um, got hit last week. Shut their doors. Uh, all kinds of of still stuff going on. Uh, the the interesting thing is as we move forward into this, and we're not going to talk about this today. We're in Ken Dunn's book, but something that I, I think we can all agree on is that sometimes communication uh, from Zeke was very, very slow hitting the field. And now that all of these uh, these federal complaints have been filed and stuff, it's even worse. So, hey, just hang on. As, as information goes, we'll cover it. And, you know, all of you that are from from the field at Zeke that, man, I mean, a lot of you are listening today, hey, it just, just relax a little bit. Focus on what your future is going to be. You cannot change the past. Uh, been there, done that, but you can move forward. You can uh, have a future after this. We don't know how. We don't know what's going to happen, but we'll keep you covered. This is great. You know, we are now live on the Home Business Radio Network and heard around the globe. I, my hat is off to all of the hosts at the Home Business Radio Network uh, because they are when, – when you look at what they do, when you look at, at truly the the magnitude and the service, that these folks provide over here at the Home Business Radio Network. It, it, it's amazing to me to see because they, they're they leaders in their own company, some of them. They all have training organizations that they, they work with. They're, some of them sit on the, on the boards of some of the greatest associations, I think, covering network marketing. You know, it, it, it is truly something that we don't see all the time. It's something that... Um, I got somebody wanting to know how do I get on the show? Look on my Facebook wall. It's something that we don't understand. Uh, what all they do, what all they give, and, and my hat goes off to these guys. I mean, here here's a here's one that is amazing because you don't see folks all the time that are out there. But here's some of the people that we see. We see. Chelsea Marie, Diana Hoffman, Doug Fireball, Eldon Beard, Jackie Almer, John Fogg, Julianne Jones, Kimberly Rhodes, uh, Melanie Melitix, uh, Melissa Hops, oh, Josephine Gross at Networking Times, Nick and Grace uh, Kiahoho over at the Network Marketing Women's Association, Rachel Hinkey, Ray Higdon, uh, Shelley Wetzel, uh, <coughs> Stephen Pierce. I mean, the list goes on. Terry Petrovic, Todd Falcone, Tom Chenault. You know, when you've got these kind of people that are out here building something, then you got to give them the kudos. And if you guys haven't been over at the Home Business Radio Network, uh, man, check it out. Uh, we've got our show now over there. But, I mean, it's just great. But, hey, let's get in. We've got a full 30 minutes here. Being the change, inspired to win in network marketing. Now, this is Ken Dunn's. But Ken has been around network marketing for about 10 years, written several books, a high trainer, <laughs> excuse me, consultant, speaker at Art Jonax Masterminds, and now uh, just this month has founded a new network marketing company with an old friend of his uh, that launches, I think, in September in uh, Indonesia, Vietnam, uh, Canada, and the United States. And this one here is how seven of the world's most inspirational leaders changed one man's life. I had the opportunity 
over the years to get to know Ken, and in the last last three or four months have really uh, spent some quality time with him uh, as both a friend now and a mentor, somebody that I'm going to. And when I started reading this book, I realized how it could help all of us. We're in Chapter 4, Finding a Great Mentor. Now, this is, the, I believe probably now this is more important than anything uh, because as we're moving forward in network marketing, as you're moving forward in your own home-based business, your your life, your situations, you may be saying, man, I don't know if I ever want to do network marketing again. If that's the case, then then I, I would ask you to do something. Last month we, we did a series on the radio show, and it's it's currently playing over at the Home Business Radio Network. Usually our, our show's over there is about a month behind. But it's called The Law of Happiness, How Spiritual Wisdom and Modern Science Can Change Your Life. And and I challenge you to go to the Beachside CEO. You can go to, to Blog Talk Radio. You can go, I, I think it's on our home pages. Uh, listen to the archives of this. Download it onto your iTunes or your, or your Android. Uh, that was that book was by Dr. Henry Cloud, a well-known psychiatrist and psychologist. Um, powerful. He's got a radio program of his own. See, you do not want life circumstances to dictate where you're going in the future. You want to do what Ken's saying here. You've got to find a mentor. Warren Buffett stated this. He said, I was lucky to have the right heroes. Tell me who your heroes are, and I'll tell you how you'll turn out to be. The qualities of the ones you admire are the traits that you, with a little practice, can make your own, and that if practice will become habit-forming. Now, I've got to tell you something. The last, well, since last Thursday, uh, this is probably, as a journalist, as a as a a voice in network marketing, as as someone that's willing to constantly use his own name and, and put put out his thoughts and his opinions, it's been pretty rough. I, I've gotten a lot of private emails, a lot of private messages, a lot of public ridicule for the coverage that we did on, on Zeke Rewards. But here's what else happened. Anytime you're going through a trial, you learn who your friends are. And and as I studied this, and I was I was sitting looking at the harbor today, the rain was coming down. I thought, man, this is a powerful quote. Because it's, I mean, listen to this again. Tell me who your heroes are, and I'll tell you how you'll turn out to be. The qualities of the ones you admire are the traits that with a little practice can make, it, can make your own, and that if practice will become habit for me. I started looking at the people, the men and women that I have adored, that, that I call friends, I look at my voicemails, I look at my text messages. I've received I've received comments, phone calls and texts from from men and women that really I have studied. We've done all their books I think on the radio show Dondi Scamanci. She is the the John Maxwell of of the female version. I just love her. Doug Fireball, Tom Chenault. Richard Brooke it wrote me just a, a powerful message on my Facebook wall and a private email. It was just wonderful. You know, when you when you look at people, and I started thinking, I thought, man, Richard has been a mentor of mine, a personal mentor of mine, somebody that has just been there. And and I thought, wow, what what a cool deal, because he he's helped me become who I am today. I look at Ken Dunn, and 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 him and I have had so many conversations. Because I, I throw things off of him and say, hey, what about this and what about that? 
and he's shared some things with me. Orrin Woodward, who I study constantly for leadership, it's amazing to me. And as I studied what Ken was saying, I realized, wow, you know, men and women that I have, have studied, that I have had as personal mentors or distant mentors, I realized that what Warren Buffett was saying here was so true. It's it's interesting, too, because Warren Buffett always gives credit to Benjamin Graham, who was his mentor, who taught him how to invest in a unique way. Ken says the only way that you can find a mentor is if you're going to be coachable. He says when you have big goals, it's much easier to follow in the footsteps of others than to create your own path. Now, I know over the years we've looked at pioneering leaders, maverick leaders who have seemingly gone out on their own and built something gigantic, built something huge. And, and I think that's cool. I mean, we all love that. Bill Gates, you know, Warren Buffett, all these guys. But sometimes we don't realize they have mentors. They, they, weren't, as, they weren't as pioneering as they seem. And I thought, man, this is, this is kind of cool. Because if we want to succeed in a home-based business, if we want to succeed in life in general, then this is, this is what we have to do. This is what our business is about. And if we want to build a business that's big, and, and I don't mean big so much in, in the amount of volume or, or the amount of the network. I'm talking about big in the fact that it's sustainable, that, that we're not worrying month to month, oh, my gosh, is it going to collapse on me? Oh, my gosh, is, is my number one leader going to leave? If we want to build something with stability that really will change our family's life, then we've got to never stop learning, and we've got to always be coachable. Art Williams used to say that all the time. You've got to be coachable. His book, Coach, is one of the greatest books. I think every CEO in business should read it. See, this is what we have to do. And it's funny. A lot of people don't know who Benjamin Graham is, and this is good, because he was born in London in 1894, moved to New York, and built a phenomenal practice as a, as a broker, started out as a messenger, worked his way up to full partner, and then during the Wall Street collapse in the, in the uh, well, 1929, lost all of his per- personal fortune, fortune. The business succeeded, but he lost his business fortune. And he turned around and started rebuilding and writing books, and his whole focus was, I'm going to show people how you can lose it all and gain it back. Warren Buffett had read that book, became just enamored with the guy, and was able to to find out that he owned a, an insurance company called Geico. So Warren left Omaha, went to New York City, started banging on the on the wall, or Washington, excuse me, Washington D.C., banging on the walls because it was locked. It was on the weekend, and finally the janitor opened the door. He said, "Is anybody here?" And he said, well, yeah, the, the vice president of finance is upstairs. His name's Lauren Davison. Warren Buffett spent four hours with him learning, talking, asking him questions. And that eventually led to Benjamin Graham personally mentoring Warren Buffett. The funny thing is, later when Warren had used all the principles that Benjamin Graham had taught him, Benjamin Graham passed away, and there was this insurance company. Warren Buffett bought it up. He now owns Geico, named his son after Benjamin Graham, named him Howard Graham Buffett. And this is this is the interesting thing. 
when you listen to Warren Buffett, when you read what he writes, when you read the annual reports, he's always given credit to Benjamin Graham as his mentor for teaching him what he knows. See, when you have mentors, what happens is they're going to they're gonna really pull it, push into you. And if you give them credit, people are going to say, wow, you're still teachable. You're not trying to take all the credit yourself. Now, something that we've got to be cautious of, and I've learned this firsthand. Ken talks about it in here. You've got to be able to trust your mentor, but you've got to understand some mentors are not good for you. Ken's first mentor was a dictatorial leader. He gave false praise all the time. He, It was kind of like being a control freak and being able to control Ken. And, and all of a sudden, Kim, Ken, who was modeling everything that his mentor did, became a hated dictatorial leader himself. And as he said in earlier chapters, his team left him. He went, went from making six figures in his first year to 90% of his team being gone. We've got to be cautious of that. We have to learn something. If we're going to open ourselves up to a mentor, good or bad, we need to understand we're going to be following the, the advice of the leader even if our own instincts told us something different. See, Ken talks about when he was on the SWAT team, how he couldn't go out and make a move on his own, even if his instinct told him to, because it could put the lives of everybody around him in danger. This is something we all have to, to think about, because it can put the lives of our families in danger if we're not being coachable, if we're not listening. See, it's important that we focus on that. And the one thing that I can tell you, the one thing that I have learned through my own trials my own mistakes, this is what I've learned. It's all about relationships. I don't care what business you're in. I don't care what kind of leader that you think you want to be. If you cannot build relationships, and I'm talking about win-win relationships, not, not dictatorial relationships. If you can't build win-win relationships, then it's a bad, it's a bad marriage. You need to find a different mentor. If it's not a win-win relationship with your mentor, it's bad. See, the relationship has to serve you both. You have to both understand this. If you've got a leader that, that is all about themselves, they're out for number one, they don't care about anything but them, this is a really a wrong thing then. Okay, you don't, you don't want to do that. It can be very scary because you'll get in there and you're going to be open and you're going to be wanting to do things and you're going to want to be searching for answers and you want to trust that mentor and the whole time it could be manipulative. Both Ken and I, every leader I know, have picked wrong mentors at one time or another. Mentors that will tell you, you've got to do exactly what I tell you to do. Never doubt me. Ah, that's wrong. Yes, you want to follow a system. Don't get me wrong there. And yes, you want to follow your leader's advice. That's true. But what you don't want to do is give up being true to yourself. See, that's where you've got to be careful. See, there's two types of leaders. Ken talked about this earlier, and we're going to talk about it again. There's the dictators. And you know who they are. They're they're, they're those that you can tell. I mean, you really know when there's a dictator. 
It doesn't mean that they're not good leaders. It doesn't even mean that they won't do great things. One of the greatest leaders in the 20th century was a dictatorial leader that took his own life and led his country to its demise. But it didn't start out that way. That was a man named Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler helped lead Germany out of its own recession, out of its own troubles. He gained the respect and the loyalty of a country because he was an inspirational leader. He grabbed the hearts of the youth in Germany. And then because of his own flaws, led that country and its people into uh, just a hellacious time. It was his way or the highway. He had his own special squad of people that were even above the Gestapo that would go and just kill people if, if they thought that they were trying to, in any way, trying to take power from him. Genghis Khan, Joseph Stalin, those are some others that without a doubt have remarkable track records of doing great things but were dictatorial leaders that led their people to a demise. Then you've got guys like one of them that we're going to be reading about in the future here, John F. Kennedy. He, re- he really did rule with love. Now, some of his brothers were a little bit more dictatorial than he was. But during the time, everything I've read about him, everyone loved him. And he really did want to try to end war and try to live in peace. I mean, he had some ideals that, that although they were great, might not have worked. But yet, he was trying to do it right. See, when you look at this, when you look at dictators and servers... And that's how I look at it. I think you've got dictatorial leaders and you've got servant leaders. And sometimes people will call themselves servant leaders, and then under pressure, under stress, that's when the true character will come out. And that's when you learn, oh my gosh, I picked the wrong one. And sometimes you'll be blinded to the truth because you're following a mentor and you thought, man, it all sounded good, it looked good, and, you, and we all get that way. See, if somebody says, I demand that I'm your only mentor, well, I'd run from that one too. You should have several mentors in different areas of your life. I have mentors in my life from a spiritual standpoint that I go to both personally and things that I read and study. Craig Grishel is is one of those type of people. Andy Stanley is one of those persons. Dr. Henry Cloud is one of those. I look and I and I study. Lanny Donahoe, who who's a remarkable, he's been on Oprah, is is one of my mentors, somebody that, that I trust, somebody I'll private message every now and then and say, you know, I need some advice. Somebody that I've learned so much from. I'll tell you another one, it'll probably blow your mind because it it's not who you would expect to be a spiritual mentor. That's Jeff Foxworthy. I've gotten to know Jeff over the last few years because of Catalyst, seen him, seen him both on stage and behind the stage, seen the kind of man that he is. Remarkable insights from a spiritual standpoint. I have both distance leaders and personal leaders on leadership. Orrin Woodward, John Maxwell, Richard Brooke, B.K. Barreco. 
and now Ken Dunn and Fred Nino. I have leaders that I go to for legal advice that are my mentors like Kevin Grimes and Kevin Thompson because I want to know things. Everybody needs mentors that they can go to, both personal mentors and from a distance. It's Your mentor, can you can read him from a book, study his DVDs. It doesn't matter. But you've got to have them in every area of your life. And you've got to understand that no mentor knows everything. Every time I make a business move, I usually send a private email out to some of my closest confidants and say, hey, I want your feedback. And not one of them ever give me the same feedback. But then I can look and look for the common, common denominator. I can look at what they're saying and say, okay, this is the move I should make. Something that you guys need to do is you have to be respectful of your mentor's time. Oren yesterday sent me a text. He said, man, you want to call? You want to pray? You want to talk? I said, man, not on Sunday. That's your family time. Let me buzz you tomorrow. He said, okay, man, but I'm here. See, he was there, but I wanted to be respectful of his time on a Sunday. This is what you have to do. You've got to know your mentors. And as I said earlier, and I'll say it again here because I think it's important, you have to give credit to your mentors. Part of some of the things that I've been going through the last few days, I've been using the word collaboration and united we stand, and I I give full credit to, to Richard Brooke on this. Not me, because he told me a long time ago, and he spoke at a speech at Art Jonex Masterminds, that we can either make it or we break it. We either get our act together or we don't. And that's what we have to do. you got to make sure your mentor, you got to make sure that the mentor you're looking for has actually walked the road. I don't go to business advice to, and, 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 and seek business advice from my sons. Because they're just now walking down that path. Now, I will tell you this. If I if I was playing a, an online video game and I needed advice, I'd go to my sons because they've broken every game. They've, they've got high scores in all these communities. But when I need business advice, I go to the source of men and women who have walked down this path. I'll go to, I'll go to folks like uh, uh, how, what, what, uh, Don, uh, Donna Valdez, prime example. This gal knows what females want and, and need and, and what they're seeking for in business and, and how to communicate with them. She's one of the founders of Real Savvy Success, and and tomorrow I get to release the information that she's launching a new company. Oh, did I let that out of the bag a day early? <laughs> it's going to be fun. But th- I go to her and say, man, what about this or what about that? I need some information. I need advice. So you, you, you have to go constantly to the people that have already walked down that path. Now, here's something that we all need to be cautious of. Ken writes this perfect. He says, as you start to become successful, you become known in your business. But don't become a mentor to others until until you're truly achieving the success that you want. See, when you become a mentor, don't be afraid to coach somebody else, but take care and don't sacrifice yourself in the process. Remain a student at all times. Continue to search for more and better awareness and understanding, and you'll continually expand your own mastery and mentorship. Don't try to become a mentor too soon. Grow into it. I couldn't raise teenagers when I was just raising babies. 
Now, it's easier for me today to raise babies than it is teenagers, but that's because I'm still walking through the process. I thought it would be easier to raise my daughters because I'd have raised their three older brothers. Well, that was just the most naive thought I ever had. Raising these girls are harder. The end result's the same, but it's harder to raise them. I can't yell and scream and get manly with them like I could their brothers. i got to treat them like I do their mother. It's crazy. Here's another great, great quality of a mentor. They always receive, they're, they're always receptive to receiving coaching. If if I blew off everything Richard Brooke or, or BK Breco or Ken Dunn or Dondi Scamanchi or or Jackie Almer or Doug Fireball or Tom Chenault said to me, they wouldn't stay my mentors very long. Because all of a sudden they'd say, well, that dude don't need us. He thinks he knows everything. And that presents a problem. Something that Orrin says, and, and Ken wrote it in here, I thought it was great because I've seen it all over the place. When he's when he's going to mentor somebody personally, and he said this to me once. He said, Troy, I'll never lie to you and I'll never knowingly have you do anything that's not in your best interest. Ken says almost the same identical thing all the time. He does it with that Canadian accent, hey? Troy, I'll never lie to you, and I'll never knowingly have you do anything that's not in your best interest, eh? That's Ken. I mean, it, 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 he's, he's to the point. He's, he's focused. When I listen to him, it's interesting. Now, here's the cool thing about Ken. His mentor is Fred Nino. So I've got to see the two of them together. It is so cool whenever you've got somebody that's a mentor that you respect and you look up to... And then you're able to meet their mentor and watch how they do the same thing you do. When, when, Fred, when Fred talks, he has Ken's undivided attention. I'm that way with my mentors. When Orrin says something to me, when Richard Brooks says something to me, when Ken says something to me, it doesn't matter. I'm listening. I've had guys tell me, Troy, why would you listen to a woman? Why would, why would you listen to anything that Dondi Scamanti or, or Rita Davenport or Donna Johnson or... Or, or any of these ladies have to say. It was funny. I had one guy. He said, why would you listen to Sarah Robbins? She's like old enough to be your daughter. She's not like, she's not been down the road. I said, dude, she's like in her 20s. She's earning a million dollars a year. Why would I not listen to her so I can find out how I can help my daughters do the same thing? Find mentors who have walked the walk and then listen to them. But make sure the relationship is a two-way street. Because when you do that, the sky is the limit on where you can go, what you can do, how you can do it. I'm so thankful for the men and women God put in my life. From the very earliest stages of John Maxwell and Anthony Robbins and Art Williams and Bill Stewart, Jake Jernigan, I mean the list goes on and on. To the men and women I have as mentors today. It makes a big difference when you're walking through the gates of hell in any nasty situation when you've got mentors that believe and trust in you. It's a big difference. Man, I love this book. I love this radio show. I love our listeners. I mean, golly, we're like we're like six, 7,000 listeners on average a day. 
I think over on the Home Business Radio Network, it's 100000 plus a month. I mean, it's, this thing's just going like crazy. Tomorrow, Chapter 5, Prospecting Your Core Task. This is going to be interesting. You're going to love this. If we stay true to our core task, the sky's the limit on where we can go, and you're going to find this out. Folks, this is awesome. Listen, live life like an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive hired rates.